Hey guys, I'm Alan Beek and welcome to Barber Soup, my unedited and unscripted Thinking Out Loud podcast. I'm going to be sharing my personal experiences and discussing topics related to the hair industry and my journey so far. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, welcome back to Barber Soup and this is episode number eight. Can't believe I've actually got to episode eight. Now it's taken a little bit longer this week just because I've had so much on. Kids have been relentless and and we've just got so much planning to do obviously with the the reopening of the shops and just dealing with the length of time that we've got from now until opening. It's quite disappointing but I'm just going to go straight in with a phrase that really, really resonates with me. You don't have to be great to start something, but you do have to start something to be great. So let me repeat that. You don't have to be great to start something, but you do have to start something to be great. Now this is a quote that I love and it's a perfect example of something that I've said in a previous episode where I challenged you to think of something that you're completely shit at and start work on it and see where it takes you. Now we can name a million activities ranging from horse riding, scuba diving, painting and fading hair. Everyone's going to be bad at them at first but with some hard graft and commitment you will start to become at least average at it. It's only when you stay committed to it, even after that onset excitement period is done, that you really make some progress. So many people become mediocre at something, then think, fuck it, that's it, I'm done, what's next? What we do is completely focus on that one thing, even when the excitement's gone. And that's when we really, really, really start to get good at something. So even though I'm extremely excited to do the podcast, it's not become a burden, it's just become another thing to do, which I'm not saying is a negative because I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. But what I'm trying to say is that the first couple of episodes and the feedback I got, it was extremely exciting. The excitement has slightly worn off to the point where I'm truly trying to find time to make notes and then sit down and spend you know the 30 minutes that it takes to actually put it together and it's just got to that point now where I'm thinking keep going stay committed you've committed to this so you are going to finish it you are going to get as good as you can now looking back over the feedback recently and requests for future podcasts and a lot of people wanted to hear more personal experiences and I do promise that in the intro, so unless I want training standards on my ass, then I better do it. I do say, talking about personal experiences, so I'm going to go with things that are working for me on a more of a personal level. And this is the reason why I've titled this episode, Life Away From The Chair. And that's because I like to make notes of what I want to talk about during the week. And I suppose while I'm not working, I'm trying to reel out bits of advice that has helped me over the years. So while I'm not in the shop, it's out of sight and out of mind. So I'm going to do some talking about what helps me on a more personal level. I'm going to have loads of ch- like chances to talk about hair and business when the time's right and we're back in the shop and in a working environment. And my thought process is work-orientated, but for now it's more on health, fitness and well-being. 
But I've always struggled with my weight for, for no other reason other than I fucking love food. I'll binge and I've got a massive, massive sweet tooth. So obviously, if I'm consuming a massive amount of calories, then I'm going to put weight on. Now, back in my drinking days, I could have anything between 2,000 and 3,000 calories a night in just in alcohol and beer and whiskey and gin alone. And that meant that if I didn't do something about my weight, I would become a right fat fucker. And I had to train to work some of it off. Drinking that much of a nighttime meant that I woke up feeling shit. And I needed comfort food and with really low blood sugar, meaning in order for me to feel better, I had to physically eat my way out of feeling shit. And everyone's been there when you're hungover. The best way to do it is just to eat rubbish, eat junk food, chocolate, sweets. And it's because what your body's craving because it's trying to repair itself from the damage that you've done the night before. And the reason why it lasted so long though was because I could still train even if I only had a few hours sleep and got smashed I'd always get up and go for a run or go to the gym but since stopping drinking it's allowed me to have a lot more control over and when I did stop I remember talking to one of the nicest guys ever and a barber too who's unfortunately he's not with us anymore but it was a guy called Kevin Bui who his name on Instagram is Kevin Hay Kev Hay and Kev was at an event and was speaking about eating habits and how he and he mentioned to me about fasting and the benefits it has and how it's changed his life and I went away from our little talk thinking about it loads so I started to do some research and it sounded like something that I really wanted to try and I was always the kind of person that needed to eat the second I woke up so whether it was a massive bowl of shreddies or boiled eggs, depending on what my fitness routine was like at the time, or how much I drank the night before, or just kind of what mood I was in. So I knew it was going to be difficult by fasting and not eating in the morning. I woke up hungry. I still wake up hungry, to be fair. So when I got home from the event, I messaged Kev like the week after, and he was dead chuffed I was going to give it a go, and he gave me some really good advice, and we talked about our love for coffee and how not drinking alcohol gives you so much clarity in life and Kev was definitely on like a spiritual path to enlightenment but in a very cool and subtle way just in his own little world just being happy doing his own thing and sometimes I I read the last messages every now and again and watch his last post on Instagram which is of him in the Philippines and he's just stopped at the side of a road because of how green a field was he was such a such a beautiful guy inside and out you might if you have a look on his page kev underscore hey or kevin underscore hey and he was a a hair model and just a, a fashion model he was only a midget but he was such a cool cool looking guy and it was the day after he did the video um that he went swimming in the sea and he didn't come out alive but and it's such a such a sad thing and it hurts so many people, especially in the barbering world, I, obviously his family as well. But I, I, I almost find solace in thinking that if he knew that that was his time and he had to choose where and when it would be, I feel like he would have probably chosen that exact time, moment, if he, he knew that his, you know, his life was going to come to an end and he was on his you know, his spiritual retreat to back in the Philippines and he was going swimming 
you know, it was. It, I was just hope that it was extremely peaceful and, and enlightening for him. So I took Kev's advice and I started intermittent fasting, which means that you're restricting your daily eating period and you only eat between certain times of the day. And I weaned myself into into intermittent fasting by prolonging my breakfast each day until I could start to really, really get used to it. And then just one day I I just went for it and it was fucking horrible. And I'd be lying if I said it was easy now because it's not. I'm over two years into it and at first it was on off but for the last full year I've been completely solid with it. Give or take, you know, a, a couple of days because it is a lot more beneficial to do if you have one or two days off a month. My eating period now, I'm off is like this. So my last meal of the day is done and dusted by 5.30. We cook and eat with the kids nice and early, which means I can be full until bedtime, which is usually between 9 and 10. And I know that's early. Well, you'd go to bed as well if your kids had you up at 5 every fucking morning. But I go to bed early. It means I get up early. Um, My fast ends at 5.30 at the moment. So when my fast ends at 5.30, it means then that I, it will end and I can eat again at 9.30. And this is a, a 16-8 cycle. You can do an 18-6 cycle, but not eating for 18 hours is tough. I mean, that is rough, not tough. Going to work or having the kids around me going mental and eating around the clock is just torture. And so many sites will tell you that it gets easy with time and it, they're full of shit. It doesn't. It's so difficult. But when I'm working, I'll eat my last meal at about 7pm, which means I can't eat then until 11am. That's a lot more, that's a lot harder. Now, if you sat there thinking to yourself, why the hell is he going on about intermittent fasting? Where is he going with this? And it's something that I want to talk about because it's something that's just helped me so much physically and mentally. And I'm just going to go on and I'm going to list some of the benefits of intermittent fasting and these are some of the things that I've written down so excuse me if it sounds scripted and obviously I've planned to give you as many life experiences as possible and I promised that it would be unscripted so I can't do for this because I couldn't remind I couldn't remember them all off by heart so it's perfect for fat loss as it does reduce your calorie intake number one number two You'll have lower blood sugar levels, which means that you'll be less likely to store unwanted energy, which will lead to fat storage. Number three, you have increased growth hormone, which is incredible for all bodily functions. Bodily functions, Things like growth and repair, your eyesight, clearer skin and reaction times. Now, if you look at growth hormone online and the benefits of it, it improves everything, even your sex life, even your hearing, everything. Um, number four, it increases your resistance to stress, something that a lot of us could deal with, some resistance to stress. You have improved mental clarity and concentration. You have increased energy as the food that you eat, you use for fuel and don't need to store. So there's some benefits for it. Now, if you remember my last episode where I talked about the Navy SEAL Admiral William H. McRaven, who did the speech saying that if you want to change the world, you can do it by making your bed. The whole ethos behind that is by triggering the brain reward system. So by completing the first task of the day, you're stimulating the brain to want more reward. And that reward comes from those little doses of dopamine. 
that you'll get because you've completed a task. And what it does is it triggers the need to do more tasks because it makes you more and more productive. Well, even though this isn't the first task, because it's not, you've obviously, his ethos is for you to make your bed. It's not your first task, but it's definitely a big one, and for me anyway. I wake up hungry without fail every day. And if you look into it, some people say it lasts a few weeks. No, like I said before, it's bollocks. I still wake up hungry. So that for me, that sensation of hunger reminds me that I'm in task mode. I'm already doing my first job holding off eating, even though that my brain is telling me that I want to eat. I'm having to refrain myself from doing so. And I'm, I'm in that zone to keep going and keep myself busy until I can smash in about four bananas. And I, I love banana and anything as simple as fruit is perfect to break the fast with. So if you want to create a different and more productive routine in the morning, skip breakfast. You can still eat well during the, your eating period. I find that I eat healthy all day. You know, I don't eat, eat any meat during the day. I have things like eggs, fruit, cereal bars, peanut butter fruit bars, all high calorie and if I can do high protein, then my evening meal can be whatever the fuck I want it to be because my diet's been really, really well all day. I fasted during the night, so nighttime will come, I'll have steak, chicken, lasagna, curries, honestly, absolutely anything because then you've got at least 16 hours to digest it and that'll give my internal organs chance to rest. You know, we train our muscles and then we rest them for a couple of days for them to repair. And it's completely vital that we do exactly the same with our organs too. And another thing, it's such a great way to instill some discipline into your life. There's nothing worse than the urge to eat. Everybody gets hangry. My daughter gets so hangry. My son does. My wife does. I do. And if you can have the discipline not to eat, watch your willpower completely shoot up in other areas of your life also. And it's actually really, really late at night now and all this talking of food is making me really, really hungry. So let's move on. And I want to go back to the acronym that I've also said in a previous episode by the author Paul McGee, which was from the word hope. So while hope has such a strong meaning anyway, we all have the hope and desire for something or for something to happen. And we're all hoping that we can get to fucking work as quick as possible but that's not going to happen and we're not going to be able to go on holiday but as long as we've got hope then then we're all right so the use of the word hope in the way that he's done was helping other possibilities emerge and i just want you to ask yourself with this time away from the chair have you made any other possibilities emerge have you planned anything for the future have you thought of any investments that you'd want to make something that could be constantly bringing you revenue even when you sleep you know thinking of something that's gonna you can put some money into or put some time into something that's going to help you in case a situation like this happens again or anything that's going to help improve your life have you been working on your mental or physical health have you been training have you been reading what have you been doing just question yourself all you have to do is just ask yourself that question you don't have to plan anything just ask yourself now, obviously, we've just had the announcement from Boris and we've got fuck's chance of opening anytime soon. So we need to make sure that we're in a positive state of mind. It's massively disappointing, but it is what it is. We've got to wait again. And 
we'll do something productive with our time. And I've been trying to think of how to kind of create some positivity and trying to do something productive. And we're going to host an online quiz and it's going to be called the Ruger Heads Up Quiz. And it will be kind of like hair and barbering and general knowledge and a picture round just for a bit of fun and just to keep people on their toes. So I've spent a couple of nights this week going through pictures and thinking of some fun and some quite difficult questions as well because I don't want it to be too easy. And there's always method in the madness. I figured if I ask a question about hair anatomy and someone thinks to themselves, shit, I have no idea what he's asking there, it might spur you on to kind of delve deeper into some more knowledge of hair and hopefully help you grow more. So that's it for this week. And before I go, I want to give you a book recommendation. And it's a really decent one, this, because it's such an easy read and it's only quite short. And it's by the author that I mentioned earlier, Paul McGee. And it's called How to Have a Great Life. And it's 35 Surprisingly Simple Ways to Success, Fulfillment and Happiness. And I like it because it's not cheesy or telling you what's good or bad. It's just a nice, simple guide of small adjustments to make you feel better. And, you know, I found it really, really nice and just quite a breeze to go through. It's not too much of a difficult read. And again, yeah, you will enjoy it. So, as always, thank you again for tuning in. Um, please, if you haven't done already, please leave me a review uh, and a comment if you could share on social media, I would massively, massively appreciate it. And lastly, be nice to Boris. Because I like him, me. You know, he's in a really, really tough position. Imagine being the one that's having to tell the nation that they've got to stay in for another six weeks and have everybody hate you when I feel like he's a really, really nice guy and he's got our best interest at heart. So let's be nice. Stay safe.